Welcome back to the Richard Pyatt Show. Another in a special series of visits with Summit Point, the Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan, based in Battle Creek. Today, we're talking with Dr. Sean Field, who is the clinical director for a special clinic at uh, Summit Point. In fact, the Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinic, to be exact. Dr. Field, thank you for being with us. Thank you. So what is uh, CCBHC, as it might be a little easier to say? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's interesting because it's you know the title says it's a clinic, but it's actually a model of care that has been developed over the past you know two decades about um, from the federal government and different contributing health organizations that really prioritizes coordination of services to make sure that individuals have ready access to care. And when needs are identified by a provider, they're able to connect that individual to the right providers at the right time. Uh, So the way I like to think of it is it's a model that helps build a web of services. So that if you're with your primary care physician and there's an identified need for behavioral health services, they know how to connect you into behavioral health services so that these programs aren't operating in silos. Mm -hmm. Everybody's able to communicate effectively to get individuals services as quickly as possible. And there are safety nets established and set up to help build resources for individuals. And all of this was made possible by way of a special grant that really changed to this model, didn't it? What is that grant about? Yeah, so we were able to apply and secure a grant through the through SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Uh, the goal of these grants, they were administering about 50 for the state of Michigan to allow our community mental health organizations to come into compliance and meet the the standards of care with being a CCHC. Uh, These funds allowed us to hire personnel and programming staff to achieve uh, those those standards for our agency. Mm -hmm. Right. So obviously a critical critical component to this. It made the whole thing possible. Yeah, yeah. Without it, it would not have been possible for one of the linchpins of the program for us is having a team dedicated to coordinating care between the social wellness, the physical health and the behavioral health programs. Um, It's a team of our complex care coordinators. Uh, That grant really allowed us to establish and make that program um, exist within our system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and if folks listening have uh, sampled some of the previous episodes with Summit Point that we've done here on the program, you'll you'll hear some parallels here. We've talked uh, about uh, how to address the uh, the issue of behavior health in the community and trying to uh, create a, a welcoming space for folks to uh, to avail themselves of services while on your side uh, providing an opportunity to assess and then direct people in the right direction and so this is a component of that I think is is really what we're talking about here and and the grant addressed the challenges specific to Calhoun County is that not true Absolutely. So when we were able to apply for the grant and outline the work that we were hoping to achieve, uh, the benefit of this program was that we were able to tell them exactly what the needs were within our county and say that our hope is to use these dollars to identify those gaps in terms of resources and supports to address them, uh, which allowed us to really target needs surrounding substance use disorder and then ongoing collaboration and coordination with our local hospitals and primary health care offices. 
Mm -hmm. So what are some examples then of, of those needs? I mean, when you, when you look at this, I presume you have to put on your Calhoun County hat, right? And say, what are the things that are affecting us most in terms of behavior health and how do we go after it? Do you have some examples of that? Yeah. In particular, the items that we were highlighting were what were the needs of the county with relation to behavioral health services and how are we not aware or able to get access to those individuals? Uh, one, one thing that was identified very early on for some of our state and local information was that we have a, a, a higher rate of substance use disorder than other counties of comparable size and location throughout Southwest Michigan and the state itself. And so we were able to tailor that grant to make sure that we had sufficient capacity to provide access to SUV services uh, to get those care pieces set together. The other thing that we had identified uh, uniquely for Calhoun County was that we have a disproportionate number of individuals that aren't receiving ongoing physical health care and monitoring for physical health needs. And so that was the reason that we were able to tailor this grant to building those complex care coordinators to connect individuals from our services into primary care offices and make sure that those ongoing annual health assessments were occurring so we can get ahead of health problems before they result in a visit to the ER or to the urgent care facility for medical needs. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that as, as a, a clinical director, when you hear, okay, here's, here's our problem. We have a substance abuse issue and we have an issue where people aren't seeing their, their primary care physicians regularly enough to get ahead of, of issues. Do you say automatically, okay, there's a behavioral health issue inherent in that? Or uh, do you have to investigate more? I mean, what's the thinking? A lot of times we do jump to the the idea that individuals um, that have needs in the behavioral health world or have needs that are complex in general, that it's it's a multifaceted picture and that individuals that are coming for behavioral health services often have needs through social determinants like housing, access to food, transportation barriers. And in addition, uh, depending on the mental health situation that they're experiencing, they may also struggle with just basic maintenance of things like going to see their PCP, going to get their health care taken care of, picking up prescriptions, things like that. Um, and so we always do take the, the approach that individuals rarely come to any of these providers with just a single need and that it's a, it's a much broader complex picture of needs that we want to make sure that we don't omit that information as part of the process because we'll lose it or not be able to pay attention to it. And then those gaps will just continue to widen. And then those individuals can't use the services they need or have a harder time getting them. Right. So if you miss one of those situations that's in play there, then it jeopardizes the success of the whole effort, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. One of the big things as we've continued some of our meetings as we're in our, you know, the first full years has been completed with this grant. And one of the recurring trends and themes that we, we are seeing over and over again is a need for transportation resources. Mm. And, you know, I don't, I don't have to go into too much detail that if, if you don't have access to transportation, you don't make it to your appointments. You don't get access to care. You can't go to the store and have a healthy diet and get access to the food that you need. Um, and so identifying resources and supports that we can utilize in the community to get those alleviated helps people engage in all of the other things that are also essential to them living happy and healthy lives. Boy, you know, if you just let that sink in a second, here you are running a behavioral health clinic model and you're concerned with the transportation of those you serve. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
you probably, uh, the average person, I would think probably would say that didn't occur to me when we were thinking about how to best address the behavioral health needs of the community. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's always interesting as we start to build that picture and we start to uh, roll out new initiatives or new projects that we're doing. Um, it, it always goes well beyond just how do we do clinical services. It's really about promoting the whole health of the person and getting them connected throughout their community effectively. Um, and then our mission is really about making sure a person has a home in a community to live in, as opposed to just having a service available to them. Because mm -hmm. if they don't have a home in their community, they can't use those services. Right. So uh, if we just stick with the transportation example for a second, I, uh, how do you do that? Do you, do you as the clinical director uh, go to go to the powers at Summit Point and say, we need to buy a bus? Or, you know, I mean, what do you do about that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's, uh, it's, it is the challenge, right? Is how do you actually fix this problem? You know, we're experts in behavioral health and mental health. Right. Um, I, I don't know how to set up an efficient bus line system. And right. So um, with, within our grant and within some of the efforts that we're doing under the CCHC model, um, we're working with community partners like the health department, local hospitals. And so we're, we're finding is that we can use a lot of resource sharing and identify programs that we didn't even know existed, uh. but other programs knew they existed. So different transportation options. Um, just recently, they launched a new uh, ride share cab program that's available for individuals. Um, we're connected with the, the Share Center, which has lovely resources in terms of being able to connect people to different supports. Um, and then the other thing was that we were actually able to modify our grant to establish a bus pass system. So we're actually able to provide bus passes to individuals as need arises to help them navigate, you know, assuming that the local system is able to support them. Still leaves barriers for us for rural settings mm. and hoping to find ways for us to extend services via telehealth or satellite offices as uh, different solutions to getting past those transportation barriers that exist. Well, we certainly have uh, done a reasonable job, I think, of talking about the challenges. How about uh, the solutions, the difference that you've been able to see after having employed this model? Uh, are there some examples you can call to mind? Yeah, you know, it's we've we've got the data of in terms of like our program has been up and running we we really started launching the CCHC systems over the, the summer of last year 2020 um, and then this fall we were able to, to begin construction and finalize construction in March of 2021 our psychiatric urgent care center which is allowing individuals to come to our program um, regardless of what they need regardless of what services are and, and get people connected um and you know we've we've served over 700 people in the first three months that we've been open we've been able to connect with different hospital organizations and share resources uh throughout the year and the, the big stories the stories that i that i care more about i think i would say is um you know we get emails several times a week where families are saying because you were able to connect me my life has been able to come back to normal. You know, we just had a individual, you know, send us a message about their son um, was in need of services. And they said, because they were able to first step, because they were able to be connected with our nurse care coordinators and our treatment teams, and we were able to integrate with their primary care physician, their child was stabilized, given supports and resources, and that their home life has improved 
substantially just in the two weeks since they started with us. And our path forward is to continue that model with people that we're here to help make sure that when you start the journey of getting into behavioral health services, that that's done with the safety net of our programs and that we're there to catch you. It's, it can be difficult at times to take those first steps and we're there to make sure that you're successful. And uh, those are the stories we're hearing. Yeah. You only need to hear that once. I imagine to know you're doing the right thing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. That's uh, terrific news. And if folks listening uh, have not uh, become acquainted with Summit Point's first step, urgent care, behavioral health, urgent care, we did we did an episode on that. So just look for Richard Pyatt Show or go to richardpyattshow.com and you can hear uh, Jeannie Goodrich talk a little bit about that and the whole concept behind it as it was opening. Uh, not all that long ago from the point at which we're speaking now. So uh, lots of uh, innovations and uh, perspective change that's gone on at Summit Point to try and uh, to really deliver the services that the community is demanding. And Dr. Sean Field, Clinical Director, we thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our Summit Point series will continue. More information, too, at summitpoint.org. That's point with an E. So summitpointe.org. You can find out more information there on this special series as well, continuing on The Richard Pyatt Show.